My guest today is a former Division I college football player at the University of South Florida. Currently, he is working as a senior sales rep all the way out in Los Angeles. He is a fitness enthusiast, avid mountain biker, world traveler, and one of my absolute best friends. For sure, a guy I would want to have with me in the dark alleys we sometimes find ourselves in life. A true renaissance man and an absolute savage on and off the field. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Luke Sager to Changing the Field. What's up, man? Hawk, my dude. Good seeing you, man. Good What's seeing going you. on, bro? How's uh, how's everything going with this coronavirus stuff? You staying employed, dude? Staying employed, going strong from uh, SoCal. Beautiful day. Staying indoors. <laughs> staying Newport indoors, beach, sheltering right? in place. Yeah, they got the yeah. beach. Beach is shut down. They've closed pretty much everything here. So what are you like doing like delivery food or what are you, are you able to go to like the store and stuff when you need to? Dude, I'm on quarantine diet, man. I've, I've got, uh, I've got the, the cupboard packed with sardines. I got uh, dry beans, there you <laughs> the go. freezers, freezers full of meat hitting the I've farmer's market like on once a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been like surviving on like almonds. <laughs> yeah. Almonds and like, yeah. uh, bottled water and yeah, pretty much I had it, some man. almond butter, but I ate it on like the first night. So <laughs> how how you been butter. doing with like working out and stuff? Have you been able to, to stick with like any kind of regiment or anything as you've, as yeah. you've been kind of stuck in the house? Yeah, we actually got, uh, I had some home workout equipment, like some dumbbells and stuff and then, uh, and bands. So I've been able to put together like a little home routine and then the, the roommate also, uh, he was able to pick up a, uh, a rower, uh, one of those air bikes, uh, and wow. a couple other pieces of uh, stuff from his gym. So our so you guys yeah, are kind of yeah. It's not. I'm working from home. I got the home gym downstairs. Life isn't life isn't bad. So nice, yeah, beautiful. So yeah. uh, as we kind of get into this thing, uh, the first question that I always ask everyone is how how did you fall in love with football like when like how did that all begin how did your love of football begin whether it be in like elementary middle high school yeah. like how did it happen definitely always like a uh started young i think um because i wasn't allowed i didn't start playing football my parents were my parents were woke pretty early and i wasn't allowed to play football uh until seventh grade so but i yeah. even like before that like i always had was fully engrossed in football. He always had a fascination with it. Um, and as early as I can remember, but I think I remember um, super young and we were moving houses or something. And I came across, like my dad was getting rid of a bunch of trophies. I think I was able to keep one and one was like his old football trophy. So I think it kind of wow. started then possibly. Yeah. And then um, officially got to start playing in like seventh grade. And there's always something I kind of kind of gravitated to um was one of i want to say always was played well was um was always kind of uh one of uh one of kind of uh, a contender i guess would and uh whatever you're good at or 
you see yourself getting recognition for you just put that much more time and effort into it you know right and then uh yeah and then uh yeah every year just kept getting a little bit better and then and high school and i mean football and niceville's kind of i mean great place to play so especially when you got into high school um started i mean just kind of continued to develop a passion for it and a love for it the older i got and then i would say 10th grade sophomore year of high school i think i made varsity and then after that man i was fully fully engrossed. you were locked in yeah i was locked in you know going to the gym after practice working out extra going yeah doing my own stuff on the side uh did you have visions of shakes, of, creatine, <laughs> all the good stuff? I was ready to go. <laughs> you were you were one of those guys that had the frame that had a hard time keeping on weight, and I remember that was always yeah. that was a battle for you staying up. I, you got up to like three hundred at one point. Yeah, like, yeah. Four hundred pounds, two hundred. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. So that's a hundred yeah. pounds off. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, calorie manipulation, food manipulation doing it like on a long-term scale i mean really you consider starting in like high school and then doing it for through high school additional five years and yeah hard on the body hard on the mind you know different game yeah no doubt um so did you when you were playing in high school did you have like a vision for yourself that you wanted to play professional football or was it you know just kind of locked into what you were doing yeah i would never I can't remember really any aspirations of playing uh, playing in the NFL. I had a strong desire, or I always saw the goal was to play was to be a college starter. I wanted to be a mm. college starter, start on a college team, and be a contributor. You know, somebody who was making plays. That was the goal. The uh, yeah, playing in the NFL. Um, yeah, it was never. I don't think uh, it was a strong desire for me. But I never watched, uh, and I think part of that is I never watched much, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, it was never really, I never watched much uh, uh, professional sports on TV, and my dad never did. So I don't know if that was just never really on my radar, or it was definitely, uh, but yeah, it wasn't high on my my target. But well, as far guys, as, yeah, college ball, that was uh, that was definitely the goal. You guys moved around a lot, too. You guys were a military family, right? Yeah, military. So we were moving every two to three years. Um, I always actually foresaw myself. Yeah, honestly, in yeah, retrospect, I mean, I always saw myself playing college football and then um, going into the military. Yeah, yeah, that was my <laughs> yeah. thing as well. Yeah, I yeah, remember both yeah, of us wanted to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always like a uh, a strong desire. I remember actually, I yeah right after i stopped playing football i went to uh, <laughs> i went to the military recruiter's office took the test and was going to go that route and uh, uh i remember yeah did really well on the test and i remember they started uh uh you know they take your fingerprints and all that kind of stuff and you know they were doing my fingerprints and i got all <laughs> well, my fingers are jacked up but uh just from football but especially like one of one of my more or less my uh, ring finger on my left hand is like completely kind of torn up where I, I don't really have a fingerprint. It's kind of smooth just from a past surgery from football. So what? he had to get a reading on it. So I couldn't proceed past that. He was like, dude, you're starting off like you're starting <laughs> off with like issues. And he's like, what are you doing with that? 
<laughs> what are you doing with a master's degree trying to come into the military? So that yeah. kind of, that put me on hold and uh, yeah, luckily, man, that, or yeah, who knows pros and cons of it, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I think it worked out for the best and put me on a different path. You know, that's, was he, was he a recruiter at USF or was he local Tampa or had you made your way back up to Niceville at this point? That was local Tampa. And to be honest with you, it was like before my I think it was like before my, it was either, it might've been before my senior year. <laughs> I was so ready to, you were ready I was to about ready to do it. Did you add it? Um, so did you, when you were playing ball in high school, I know you were like super focused and ended up having a really successful career in college, but did you have any other interests in high school? Like, were you a part of any other like clubs or anything? Any, I was in any all like the, all the sports, um, really all the sports up until like my junior year. And then I stopped everything and focused on football, but, um, always big and we're like out and like especially where I grew up like a lot of fishing hunting outdoor stuff all the friends so I think that was really the focus but I mean yeah I was going I mean yeah whatever side time I had was I was I was spending a lot of time in the gym and things that were focused around kind of football focused so yeah that was really kind of the the main focus the passion and then whatever remaining time was kind of school friends job you know so. Yeah, just like social life type stuff outside yeah. of football. And then yeah, yeah. all the extracurricular stuff seemed like it was like for football. So Yeah, for football more or less. I mean, what do you remember? Did you have uh, any side? No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, man, I was fully, fully engrossed in football. I was talking to Tammy about this. Tammy's my wife. I was talking to Tammy about this a little bit earlier today and how, you know, going through high school, it – I started out playing basketball, baseball, wrestling, football. Yeah. I was like doing yeah. a lot of different stuff. And then like, as, as I progressed through my high school career, it kind of got to a point where all of that other stuff was either, I was either losing interest in it or yeah. it was kind of being chosen for me. Like, Hey, you're going to play division one football. Yeah. So you might want to start focusing solely on that, which is, it's so yeah. weird because you look at the statistics of the people that make it in the NFL. And I think yeah. a, a study recently was done where it was like 85% of these guys play multiple sports going oh, through yeah. all the way through high school. And now it's like they're playing at the highest level. And it's, you know, you look uh, at some of like the freaks like LeBron James and those guys, you know, like yeah. they have the ability to do that. I'm reading this book called range right now by uh, David Epstein but in like this book, he makes the like the argument, like not only athletes, but scientists and like all these other different fields, the people who kind of experience multiple different things rather than specializing in something early, the people who kind of were broad, they actually had the longer career or excelled better or got to that peak level where the people who specialized actually kind of hit their peak relatively like early. Why so it kind of supports... Why why did they say that that was why did they say what was like the logic like reasoning behind that i think some of partial of it is i'm still in the, the kind of in the middle of it but i mean partial of it being like mental burnout and part, mm. like part of it is i mean partial recovery but then in other sports you're getting you're using other muscles using different maybe hand-eye coordination or different uh parts of your mind or body and when mm. you kind of you get that skill set and then you're able to apply it to something else, pick something up else up kind of quicker and you can apply different kind of 
learn specialties, I guess. That makes but, sense. So did you, did you, uh, towards the end of your career, when, when did you <clears> kind of make the decision? Like how, what was your decision? What was your reason for retiring? Like from, from stopping playing ball and, and kind of not pursuing it anymore. Cause I know, uh, yeah. you know, me and you talking in the past, you had kind of had a, a couple of opportunities to play professionally, at least give it a shot, you know, and you just, yeah. you were like, nah, you know, I, I'm done with it. And you kind of made the, the decision. So why, what was, what was your thinking behind that? Yeah, definitely. Um, who knows if like the, maybe if I had tested really well at the, like, like the combine or for the scouts, maybe would have kind of, put the got in a uh like an nfl kind of draft pick opportunity but uh definitely i think would have gotten like a like a free agent um opportunity and and you know i was kind of debating the decision i think i knew deep down i wasn't going to keep playing but then like the season ended uh went back home hanging out the house for a little bit trying to to wait if i was going to see if i was going to make a decision or not and um I just definitely felt like I was at the peak, but at uh, a peak of my playing and physical ability or getting, it was clicking, you know, it was coming together. Um, Definitely felt like I was at the top of my game, thought I had a good uh, senior year, at least like a very good second half of the year. And uh, so definitely felt like I was at the top, but top of my level and I could see the, I mean, I could see the end. I mean, it was just, I could, I knew, just with the body aches I was already having and kind of the mm. way I felt physically and mentally, I had a couple years left in me and then my body was going to give out. And yeah, um, kind of when I, and I had kind of through the experience of football and kind of seeing some, uh, seeing some of uh, kind of the past examples that we had while playing. It just, it was a, I was quickly reminded kind of that the body had a short shelf life and I didn't want to push it to its limits. I didn't want to be that, be continue playing and, you know, trying to play one more year just to get that, that payout. Um, yeah. And, you know, getting multiple surgeries and being 30 years old and I'm having hard times looking down or picking up your kid or something. So that was kind yeah. of on the forefront of my mind. Wanted to make the decision myself rather than kind of somebody else or my body doing it for me. And then, yeah. uh, man, I was going to have to continue gaining weight and keeping, keeping at that, uh, <laughs> keeping at that, uh, keep it around like 280, 300 pounds or, and man, that's a, <clears throat> that was, that was hard in itself. I mean, that was yeah. just hard consuming that amount. Psychologically, <laughs> I I, too. Like, psychologically, uh, mentally, yeah. like physically, like it just, I didn't, yeah, I was over that part. Maybe I don't have any regrets over it. If in like retrospect, I think like my bot, I, my frame could have handled like maybe 270, 275 really well, yeah. but anything above that was too much for me. Yeah. Do but, you have any like, uh, like lingering like injury issues? Do you have anything that bothers you now since you lost the weight or do you feel like, like losing that weight has helped tremendously? Oh, it's helped tremendously. I mean, at, I mean, at 29, I feel better than I did at 23, 24, hundred wow. percent. Yeah. And I think the weight, and then, I mean, just kind of being proactive. I mean, the benefit of this being that, um, we know, how it kind of feels like we know how it feels 
to feel like shit at a young age and knowing yeah. that and seeing how it could potentially just either get they how it could get worse i mean that was just a kind of a stark reminder for me that i mean just i wanted to get healthy and i wanted to be i wanted to feel good you know that yeah. was not a i did not want the carrying kind of the aches and pains but i feel right. tons better now especially if i if i'm proactive with what i'm doing doing some like kind of some proactive exercises you know i feel pretty good yeah aches and pains every once in a while in the shoulders but nothing too bad what about you so, uh, i know your I knee mean, yeah you know to be honest with you my knee is it's doable. Like it's bearable. Like and I've had a couple yeah. of different, I've actually had three knee surgeries at this point, probably going to end up yeah. having to have a couple more as we roll on. But yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have too much issue with it. Like you, uh, I was, I actually kind of have like the opposite body type of you, whereas I can yeah. put on weight and gain weight. I, if I, if I would have wanted to, I could have played at 300 pounds easy yeah. Yeah. there and just kind of kept it that way. My issue has always been, losing it keeping it off because i i smash food bro like yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, anything i do, I do max yeah i really like i'm just <laughs> i feel it i feel it all the way up to the gills every time i go for it so mm -hmm. uh, yeah. so you would say that the the level of control you're you're one of the few people or or football players that had that level of control over your decision to retire so it's like totally yeah voluntary you made the decision and it's crazy that you say you were at your peak because a lot of people you know they feel themselves trending downwards that's why i decided to stop yeah. but you were like if anyone goes back and watches like some of the highlights from your senior year like you were without a doubt the best yeah. that you had been you were like straight dominating people so it was like yeah. you know to make that decision to retire at that point is you know considering your health and everything that's that's pretty crazy that's cool man that yeah. you you had that foresight do you you don't you don't regret you know no. leaving at that point no no i don't i don't have any regrets um i was definitely ready for something new i mean i was ready for a new challenge i wanted to see myself outside of kind of football wanted to experience something new and again i think like going back to goals i mean goals are so important but what you set for yourself is what you're gonna do and i don't ever remember setting any goal to play at the at the, the NFL level I and mean, I wanted to play college ball and be I mean a good contributor so I think that played an effect but um no I was definitely ready for something new every once in a while I mean it's hard not to miss it at times you know especially like the yeah. homies and just like the I mean that feel I mean when it does click for you and that feeling of I mean kind of being able to exert your force on somebody and feel like you're in control and you're dominant. I mean, that's an addictive yeah. force. I was listening to, uh, I was going to hit the mountain bike the other day and I was listening to some rage against the machine and I hadn't listened yes. to rage against the machine in a while, but I was, <laughs> I was driving along my heart rate and started going up. <laughs> that was always like the pre buy that sent me back to thinking about it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so how much, uh, how much if I had any of... regrets, I would have played. I don't know. I, I, I can't, can't have any regrets. I and maybe like playing, moving inside and playing like D tackle was. I mean, and that makes you a better player. I mean, if you're an end that goes inside, plays D tackle, it's a different game. I mean, just so much yeah. quicker, double teams. And then when I finally started getting to play kind of end, um, 
my senior year, I mean, things, I mean, that just slowed down the game. So I can't say I regret it because I think that probably made me a better player. But in retrospect, I would have just stayed at, I would have stayed at end or stayed yeah. at end. Yeah, you know. I feel like I what, the game. closer the closer you move towards the inside, towards the inside, like around the football, the yeah. space gets so tight. You have to get technically sound oh, with everything yeah. that you do. Like yeah. there's no room for error when you have two people coming at you now that are both monsters. It's like, everything's gotta be precise, aggressive so, on time. Like, yeah. So you gotta faster. be the person bringing it. So yeah, I definitely yeah. see what you're saying with that. Yeah. But then also it's just like, uh, and that's why, like, you're just like, I mean, you either got to be a very technical player to play inside or you either got to be, if you're not technical, you got to have that extra weight on you because that yeah, saves you when you're mode. not technical and you can go straight beast mode. If you're more of a technical player, you can play at a lower weight and let your technique kind of save you and kind of get you out of certain things. So yeah, yeah I found that yeah, my definitely. senior year, but yeah. So how much, how much of your like identity, like your, your self-confidence, like your social identity was wrapped up in playing football in retrospect, like how much of, you know, that I think when you decided to retire, then all of a sudden now you're kind of, you know, learning, relearning yourself. How much of yourself was like tied into that? I mean, so much of it. I mean, I would think, um, yeah, so much of my self-identity, my social connections, I mean, everything was wrapped up in football, you know, who I was was football, you know, like just, I mean, from the, yeah, I mean, I've done it for so long that, I mean, it's a, it's a sharp, like uh, one second you're playing and the next next second you're not, it's a quick transition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I think it's, I mean, I was, totally wrapped up my identity was totally wrapped up in it and kind of transforming i mean transforming and i mean kind of learning more or kind of transitioning was definitely learned a lot about yourself and i think you can apply a lot of uh the disciplines of football to regular life um but it's now definitely kind of almost like a reinventing of yourself in a way you know it's like a like a death and rebirth of like yourself almost like yeah old you die just one day you have and you know it's weird because you're like kind of preparing for it like hey the end is coming it's coming yeah and then when it happens it's still almost like kind of unexpected like what the fuck do i do now like (laughs) yeah what am i doing like i I was a football player my whole life and now I'm looking around and I'm at a job and like, I'm not, I have like, I don't know if you felt this, but I felt like every Tuesday would come around and I would start to feel anxiety thinking (laughs) that we're about to go do like some inside drill and like, Mm -hmm. you know, priming myself. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like priming myself. And then I walk in and it's like, Oh, you have a meeting at 1030 and that's pretty much it for the day. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's different. I mean, that was definitely one thing that that made me feel confident and comfortable. And it was something I think my dad had preached to me. It was this, the fact that nothing's really going to be, I mean, nothing's going to be really harder than what you just did, you know, five years, college football, all that, and then get in like your degree, getting your master's degree. I mean, and I mean, he was right. I mean, like, I mean, you could look back at our schedule, you I know, mean, it was 6 a.m. workouts, 5 a.m. workouts. Then you got class and you got film, you got treatment, you got practice, you got 
uh, meals and you know I yeah. mean, that was a rigorous schedule and I mean now I mean I mean, and anything after that, nine kind to of five. Like, yeah, nine to five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not, so. Nothing's too bad after too bad after that. So I think that kind of put put everything in perspective, and I was pretty confident in the fact that I mean, if um, you took the football mentality and you applied it to regular life, I mean, that was gonna that was gonna take care of its, its take care of itself because i think that was one of the things i was scared about i mean so much self-identity wrapped up in this one thing suddenly it's over and i mean kind of overestimate the competition and underestimate yourself and uh yeah it's kind of scary to start new and you know so and all i really i think in the grand essence i kind of just wanted to be wanted to be successful you know that was kind of whatever that means I mean that was kind of my goal I just didn't want to kind of fail so I think knowing that and kind of knowing I could apply what I learned in football those disciplines to to regular life and kind of takes care of itself did you did you have a plan for like a career after football I know you say the military so once the military got shot down you were kind of like floating a little bit or dude i floated hard <laughs> i mean i didn't float hard but yeah i was definitely um for me everything now in like retrospect i mean it's weird how life works but it kind of looks like everything had a plan and that it's worked out perfectly but um honestly like my first goal after i stopped playing was to get healthy i mean i wanted to um um and i and I, mean, I wanted to get healthy and then um, knew I wanted to, uh, kind of be successful. And I mean, at that time that meant just kind of gaining, um, I wanted to experience kind of as much as possible as willing to start kind of anywhere and live wherever to kind of get an opportunity. So, um, but no, I went home for two months, dropped the football weight. And then I took the first job opportunity I could get was in Louisiana, Hodge, Louisiana at a, uh, paper mill. And I was How'd you get hooked of, up with that? I got a close buddy, um, uh, family, real close buddy in uh, Niceville, and his brother worked there at the mill. And uh, yeah, so he was able to give me the opportunity, and it was a kind of very bottom. <clears throat> Dude, I think my first, I think the title of my first position was laborer. <laughs> wow. Laborer at the paper <laughs> mill, yeah. <laughs> with a Dude, master's was, degree. I, yeah, I got your master's right. degree. So, but it was kind of like I, um, I mean, and this is out in the middle of, I mean, very rural uh, Louisiana. So I lived out there for a year and did that job. And, and like, I just didn't really have, I don't think I had, I needed to get an experience no matter what. And uh, so that was the, the first kind of opportunity. They were was under like the intentions that do a year, get into a management position. But mm. man, I went from thinking ain't much, ain't nothing harder you're going to do than uh, football going to paper mill life, man. And that was a sharp wake up. I mean, that was like, that was a great experience in uh, retrospect. I mean, also just in the fact that, uh, I mean, just seeing that people do that their whole lives. I mean, it's brutal work, hard, yeah. hard manual work. Plus the fact that, I mean, you're working swing shift. So, I mean, like mm. your schedule's changing on the weekly. One day you're working, one week you're working seven to three, the following week you're working three to 11. 
The week after that, you're working 11 to 7, rotates. You work seven days a week. You get like a half day off. Dude, it was, it was, a, it was a gnarly schedule, but um, learned a lot. Learned I didn't want to work at like a kind of re uh, kind of a similar to football. I just realized I don't want to make money. <laughs> I don't want to make my money or my career off my body. I'd rather do it off my mind. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Know, yeah, but gaining a lot of experience, was able to use that experience to get my first sales job, and it was still kind of within that industry. And where I've continued and where I'm at now is just uh, I'm still in sales, but I'm kind of selling uh specialty adhesives that are used in these kind of manufacturing plants so i have now have the the ability where i've been there been at the lowest bottom now i can sell in there i know the, some of the people relationships and and so so now you sell to the people out. yeah you yeah. sell now to the people that yeah. you used to work for essentially so you yeah. have that that that's yeah. interesting yeah, I, remember I, I was, that. I was work, yeah man i was working these like uh and again, <laughs> I was working these crazy hours and working hard. I remember seeing these sales reps come in to the plant. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> but I remember I built friends with, I was friends with one of them. And, uh, and you have the ability to take people out for lunch or dinner. And I was on the, yeah. low on the totem pole, but he'd still like send me some food or we go out to dinner and grab some beers. And I mean, I remember him telling me what he did. And how much money he was making i'm like damn <laughs> i was like i'm in the wrong field so i yeah that was kind of my pivot went into the sales and yeah just been kind of off from there so, so did you have like a social support network for like going through like your retirement from ball like your parents were there like who was the first person that you talked to about not wanting to play anymore mm, i think probably talking about not wanting to play Maybe it's just kind of like the all the kind of our group in uh, college, but I think seriously was with my uh, was with my dad. I remember I think again, I think deep down I knew I wasn't going to keep playing, didn't want to keep playing, and I remember I'd gone home uh, for a couple months, and or it was like in December, like after like right in that timeline where you got to make the decision. I remember I wrote out like a pros and cons. At like I think I woke up at like woke up at like one in the morning and just wrote out like a pros and cons and cons said, uh, yeah, weighed more in the cons. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to play anymore. I think my dad, mm. I had gone into the kitchen. I think my dad woke up, asked me what was going on, told him I'm done with football. He gave me a hug and said, okay. Wow. <laughs> and he that's, was, that's yeah, he was super, though, man. super supportive. Yeah. Parents were always really supportive. So yeah. I think he thought that was the better decision as well. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so my parents were very supportive. And then, you know, just you, um, just kind of our, like in our crew uh, back yeah. in the day, Chris, Landy, you, you guys. We've had that group chat going on since the day that ball ended. Yeah. I wonder, sometimes yeah. I wonder if other people have, have, like other guys we played with or other teams out there have that kind of, you know, bond over the years. It's been yeah. like 10 years, dude. That, that know, group chat's been going on. Yeah. <laughs> going on for a while time's flying man i hope other people do you know it's definitely been that's always been a nice supportive outlet for me you know just having some of the guys even if it's on text just that connectivity and always being able to kind of touch base being um, able to like reach out some steam out get some funny and get some laughs out of it you know yeah (laughs) it's always so so, I, i think that's what humor is for me it's like 
being able to make fun of myself makes makes life not so feel so heavy sometimes you know like yeah yeah. you know like joke about it with homies and stuff like i mean yeah yeah i mean you go back to i mean i mean we were ruthless in in college <laughs> but i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean we were ruthless on ourselves too so i mean that's yeah half the yeah it's definitely that's got something special in itself you know if you are able to laugh at your laugh at your own uh mistakes or your own kind of issues or <laughs> like, that would be that, that would stuff. be a good thing to tell some of these young young athletes too is to kind of you know that bond that you have with those other players that go through the same thing that you do I think you know and it might not be the same for everyone because I think the the group that we have has a very special bond but I think you know just kind of communicating that with some of this younger generation of athletes like hey man like kind of lean on that support system like they they yeah. bonded through blood and sweat and tears. And it's not yeah. like you can't ever take that back. Like yeah. no matter how, how, how yeah. pissed off you get at one, one or the other person, it's like, you know, they're still yeah. your brother at the end of the day, you know, for 100%. a fact, if you hit one of them up, they'd be there, you know, for sure. For sure. And that's just, yeah, no, sorry, I definitely, no, you're good. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I mean, um, yeah, it's wild to see, um, but yeah, you're never gonna go through. Uh, you're never gonna go through those same experiences with anybody else, you know. Yeah. Unless you're like, you know. So those are, and you don't really realize when you're in it, like, you how special it is. But yeah, yeah. definitely, I think like the the bonds that are formed are for life, you know. No doubt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what about like life after retirement? I know you said that you've gotten into a sales career. Mm -hmm. uh, what if, cause I know uh, my wife does sales as well. And I had no idea in college, the numbers that you could make, the life that you could make yeah. for yourself in sales. No one ever told me that. I'd never Dude. met anyone. That was sales was sleazy sales. I had no idea. Right. You know, yeah, it was <laughs> Don't like be used car ball. salesman. Yeah. Like, yeah. No offense to anyone that's listening to used car salesman, but that was what was in my mind. Like, yeah. oh wow, you got to be a scumbag <laughs> to do that. And then you find out that they're making bread like yeah man real money yeah so unless, unless you're a doctor yeah unless you're in yeah. like the medical field i don't see how you you're gonna make you're gonna make more money in sales unless you're a doctor or something i, I think it's like it's like quality like of life said, like surgeon type deal and then like maybe right under that is like some kind of crazy like software engineer and then sales yeah. it's like yeah. right neck to neck with all of those jobs yeah yeah the so, potential that you can make and then the quality of life that you can live because more or less, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have the uh, high likelihood you're going to be able to work from home and just being yeah. able to work from home and kind of take control of your schedule. I mean, that pays huge dividends just in, just in itself with any factor in the potential money that you can make in it. Um, I mean, it's definitely, I, I would, I would push a lot of, uh, of athletes to do it. Um, yeah. to that field, you know, and I think, uh, um, in college, yeah. there was nothing, you know, and I was kind of, it's hard to gain that real, that real world experience, kind of see that. I don't know how you would see that in a kind of in a college setting, unless you have like an internship possibly, or, or somebody's relative. coming in and talking yeah. to your, talking to your team, you know, but I, yeah, I even you, like in the, I don't remember you, ever seeing oh, somebody come in they brought tons 
or you go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I don't ever, yeah, don't ever remember coming across anybody in our program that, yeah, came back and kind of said, this is a this is a possible outlet that you guys could, could do, you know? Yeah. And use like that competitive mentality, you know, almost yeah. like that, that driven, if you, if you really, cause all of us to make it to that level had to have that internal drive to get yeah. there. And it's like the yeah. same things translate perfectly to sales. Like the ability, the freedom that you have. Cause if you're, if you're a slouch and you get in a sales gig, you're just not going to make money. Yeah. And that's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. So but if you can't are, do it. Yeah. If you are yeah. motivated and you have that fire in yourself to go get it done, you can really yeah. make a good living with it. And I've seen that firsthand with you and then a couple other guys. How, yeah. how would you, I know we were kind of talking about it a little bit, but how would you kind of, I guess, educate a young athlete right now how to best get into your career field how would you like like if you had to talk to young yeah. luke like how would you hey this is the best way to go about this what, what would you say um definitely i mean my number one recommendation to anybody um is to take full advantage of how long you're at the school and the scholarship i mean if you have enough, you have the ability, you should 100% get your bachelor's degree. That's a no brainer. And then if you have the yeah. ability to get a master's degree, I mean, I would, I would highly recommend that as well. And, you know, I don't know how much carryover that and like experience level, how much it'll help you in the, the way it'll help that master's degree will help you is, is in the professional world is being able to just check that box. I mean, people are looking for it. Um, helps you get into positions a lot quicker. Um, people see it, they just think you're gonna, it's gonna carry some weight in somebody making a decision to hire you. Uh, especially when you're coming out of kind of the athletic career when you don't really have any other real world experience. So it uh, definitely helps um, in the recruitment process and kind of getting some jobs. But um, people always say networking and you know networking is huge. Um, but even again, I, I, it would be hard to, um, and it'd be hard to kind of, it's easier to network now in the professional world. I don't think networking well as an athlete is, is difficult, but I would say kind of as many experiences that you can, can take, I mean, I think, and kind of the different fields you can get for business, um, while in college. Um, if you have any, if you have the ability to get kind of any work experience, I think that would be huge. Just in kind of setting, just giving you a kind of a starting an internship, place, an internship, you know, yeah. but again, like I, I remember our schedule and I remember that really the only opportunity time you could do that would be in the summer and time was limited. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to do. Yeah. Um, it's but, like you have to kind of let go of some of the social experience that you have in the summer yeah. to get that internship. And yeah. it's like, for me in the summer, I, I wish I would have done that, what you're saying. Yeah. But in my head, summer was the only time that, you know, we would go work out, we would go do our thing. But then it's like, I get to experience my life and what I yeah. want to do. And that was the only yeah. time to do it. So it was like, that was the only chill time. That was the, the yeah. only chill time to do it. But I mean, like it, again, it would it'd be very hard to do. I remember Ketchell did it so it can, and yeah. some other people, Mac D like it can be done, but I remember just, I mean, 
I was taking extra like extra classes in the summer trying to get my master's in a in a minor um so I mean, there wasn't and then again like you were trying to get some extra workouts in the summer and that was really the only downtime kind of the recovery period so it's doable it's just i mean kind of i guess it's if that's your priority but at the end like the paper mill after college that was my starting base that was kind of where i started that was my first real world experience that i wanted to work in a manufacturing plant at the manager at the manager level got a taste of it quickly realized <laughs> that's not the life <laughs> but being able to have that starting point earlier on would have been nice i mean i mean it just would have yeah it would have been an, an, an experience that kind of would have given you something to base something else off of so yeah, it's like kind of that first like toe in the water of like what the real world is going to be. You get that taste yeah, now. Yeah, and if you get yeah. it, I was thinking like as you're talking, if you get that experience as opposed to, hey, waiting for football to end and now I'm going to stick my toe in. If you The earlier you do it, now mm -hmm. it's like you can start to build what you want in your career yeah. and you're preparing yourself as you move forward. Then when the day's done, it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm hopping into what I want to do now. Like, yeah, like kind of hundred percent, even if you don't know, you're closer, closer to it and you can use yeah. that experience to pivot. So, but yeah. Um, and then I kind of just, it reminds me, I mean, just, I mean, so much of it is just experience based. I mean, having different experiences and using that to kind of gauge if you like it and where you go, if you're good at it, what your strengths are. And I mean, I would recommend, I mean, my recommendation to any like buddy coming out of kind of the collegiate career going into the professional world is just anything you do, as long as you're doing something and gaining experience is a win. You know, you don't have to do it yeah. forever, but do it, do well at it, learn what you can and then move on. You know, and, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of the, one of the kind of the key things to remember. Um, and especially, I mean, 20s i mean it was all about experiencing things so you can yeah. go out and do as many things as you want as long as you're just not sitting really idle you know yeah it's all like idols almost kind of you know that's like the kiss of death because then all of a sudden you sit idle yeah. for four or five years and five becomes ten and you're sitting on your ass and still not doing anything it's like yeah, yeah. and that happens to some people too because some people got a, a lot of a, a lot of emotional mental baggage and stuff that's kind of hard to unload but yeah. realize as you progress through this life, like I'm 30 now, you're going to turn 30 yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Like you realize the only safe place to go in this life in the way that the system set up is vertical. Like that's, yeah. if you stay still, you're in danger. And if you go backwards, yeah. you're even in worse danger. So yeah. Now what they said in football is like a hundred percent true. I mean, you're either, I mean, you're getting, you're either getting better every day or you're getting worse. I mean, that yeah. is, I mean, and I think that's like, I mean, pouring carryover to life and it doesn't always have to be the professional world, but I mean, you got to be trying to get better at something every day or you're going to be stagnating. You know, I remember KP always talking about getting better, sharpening the blades and talking about Kevin Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Patrick, KP. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. 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 Big cat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the one of the one of the characters of the game that I ever met, man. Uh, I'll never. Dude, what forget. a D line coach! Oh, <laughs> one of the best. One of the, look at the look yeah. at his resume. You know what I mean? Yeah. He sent multiple yeah. NFL guys. Like everyone that ever played for that guy got better, like way yeah. better. You know? Oh man, man. I, I yeah. I, he built such a technical like 
he would make you a techno. He would, he could make you a player. You know, yeah. I remember it just and half of it and is just showing up every day, giving it in your effort and just, I mean, continual, I mean, just, yeah, every day getting better, going in, giving it your best and just every day repeats, you know, yeah. and over time it takes care of itself and, you know, over a five year period and yeah. make gains. You know. <laughs> Even if you hate him <laughs> while you're going through it, <laughs> man, I look back at it in retrospect. It's he's, it's it would be that's that's a hard job, man. That's a hard oh, job, yeah. but you gotta. I mean, to kind of have that the success, I think that you that he's had, and to build those types of players, I think, and you got to come in, especially the D line. You got to have that blue collar kind of fuck you mentality, you know. And, yeah, bring the lunch yeah. pail every day, every, every day. day, you know. And, and even as a coach, it. you got to enforce that, you know, that yeah. men- that mentally in your uh, in your players. So yeah, wow. So with like the retirement of football and kind of losing that that um, I guess that outlet for like competitiveness do you still participate in any sports i know that you stay really physically mm-hmm. active but like what are you doing nowadays to kind of fill that void um i think definitely i mean a different just trying to yeah stay active is kind of the number one priority um kind of just different forms of movement um things that are going to kind of have good carryover like just uh feeling good um but i would say when i first got out it's it's kind of grown the further i've got out of football when i first got out of football i mean it was kind of that same kind of football lifts that i would just go to the gym and do all that stuff where like now um uh big i've gotten big into uh the mountain biking out here in california um and that's kind of where i've put a lot of my uh kind of my uh focus on movement wise you ever think about competing that. in that? I thought about competing at that, but then, you know, but I go back and forth with it all the time. There's definitely the competitive like edge and I ride with a bunch of guys. So like there's some, definitely some competitive uh, juices some social interaction there, which I like thought about kind of trying to ride at a competitive level. Um, but I think at this point now is um, kind of just enjoy it for what it is. And try yeah. to kind of have that long-term mindset to it. It's something I can kind of do for a while. And there's also the thing, if I was trying to do it competitively, going to be breaking stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I right. don't have any desire to be breaking. breaking trying to limit bones. the damage to the hardware. Trying to man. limit the damage, <laughs> kind of have a whole approach. But um, also, I've gotten kind of big into uh, yoga. Mm. And then uh, as far as like uh, workouts, doing like total body kind of yeah, full body kind of body weight lifts more or less kind of pull-ups, push-ups, uh, kettlebells, uh, Turkish get-ups, kind of different forms of movement that are going to have a positive effect on my body, going to feel good, um, kind of going to see what I want to see. And um, But no, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, I think my life is, and I think just to keep, stay on kind of your peak, at least for me mentally, um, I've got to do a different, just, I got to do something every day. I think it's just kind of keeps me on a, on a good path mentally, physically. Um, uh, and I mean, I, I don't know about you, but 
I mean, it's just, a, it's been a good way to kind of manage my energy. So hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's something, I mean, it's, it's one thing I was just kind of drilled into me. It's something I've always enjoyed too. It's kind of the, the physical end of it. And like football just kind of put that mentality in my head. I want to do some type of workout movement, uh, what, physical what would you say, every day. What would you say to someone that like a former athlete that was having trouble finding motivation, maybe have been done playing for two or three months, you know, you mm -hmm. know, that, that burnout mentally is real. Yeah, so what would you say to someone that had gone like two or three, maybe six months, maybe a year or two months without really working out and yeah. you know, they they want to, but now it's kind of, cause I know before for me, like I've taken yeah months at a time where I don't work out. And I noticed that like my mentality starts going down, yeah. my energy goes down. And then when I get back yeah. into it, it's like, it like my whole up. body wakes up. Yeah. So like, yeah. what would you tell someone that's struggling? Cause I mean, if, if yeah. anyone could see, look up Google Luke Sager and look at his Instagram or whatever he's got social media wise, the cat is like ripped up now and used to be 300 pounds. So yeah. like, like you're, you're like the pinnacle of like what yeah. post football life physically should look like, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say? Like, as he's drinking a gallon of water, <laughs> water. <laughs> so what, what yeah. would you tell that person that like, you know, was having to kind of struggle to like get motivated to do something like that? I mean, you can start, definitely start at any point. And I mean, all that matters is, I mean, number one thing is just don't overcomplicate it. I mean, what the, the key big movers that are going to be for you are just going to be some exertion or some form of movement, simple as walking 30 minutes, an hour every mm. day. Um, uh, and then just the quality and your food that you're eating. Um, yeah. But as far as kind of like motivation, I'm being – now I've kind of, I mean, I've honestly, I think I've tried to carry over that, that football mentality to a certain extent where you're kind of, I mean, <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, you kind of, I would recommend, I mean, who are you listening to? I mean, what forms of media are you listening to? I mean, you listen to the positive things that are going to give you motivation. Are you, I mean, there's so many podcasts, books out there, of people who have, high performers and you really kind of look at what they've done. I mean, that's in itself is motivating to me. And then you break down kind of what has made them in essence kind of successful or, and I mean, a lot of it kind of goes back to having like a strong morning routine, waking up early, getting yourself out of bed, hitting some movement, developing some goals some good habits. And um, doesn't have to be all recreated overnight, but I think identify what you want to, what you want or somebody see somebody that you kind of want to kind of replicate for a little bit. And, uh, who's that person for you? Um, <clears throat> if you had one, if I had one, <laughs> no, definitely. There's definitely, there's a bunch of like people out there that, um, kind of I've identified that I respect and that they have kind of things or, or traits that I kind of respect. I mean, um, I don't know about you. I've listened to a lot of, uh, I found, uh, I've listened to a lot of Joe Rogan and a lot of the, yeah, that's uh, how I started this. That, that he brings on. Yeah. 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 I mean like him, for example, I mean, I find him super inspiring just in like the fact of all the things that he does, uh, that he does, uh, um, 
I think that's kind of what initially maybe drew drew me to his podcast um, and then kind of the message that he preaches with kind of discipline uh, and all that, but then also kind of finding the different guests that he brings on and finding different aspects of them that I kind of wanted to kind of recreate or replicate it myself and listen to their podcast, read their book. And um, I find that motivating and just kind of the, once you start it um, and you just kind of build that habit, it just becomes uh, part of life, a, a part of life, a requirement, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to wake up every morning. I'm going to do this, this, and even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to do it. And that builds upon itself, builds that brain power and, um, discipline yeah discipline. sticking with it yeah because i mean again it's half of what it is i mean you go back and <clears throat> it's showing up every day putting in a little bit of work in and you know it doesn't have to be a great day but you put in the work and you do it every single day i mean you're only going to get better and every that applies over to everything you know mentality yeah. physically mentally um so i think i yeah i would be and <clears throat> And that would be more or less my recommendation, but kind of just being purposeful with it, you know, not just being like a, um, not just kind of letting whatever happen, but identifying kind of what direction you want to head in and then putting in some, uh, some protocols that are going to allow you to get there. Yeah. So, so. I know that you, you kind of communicate with like the group chat and stuff that we're in but outside of that do you do you communicate or stay in touch with like any former coaches or staff I know we talked about KP but do you stay in contact with anyone like that no just uh I mean for the most part just our uh like our internal or our kind of internal group uh Linares you Chris uh talk to Ketchel every once in a while um but now for the most part, I mean, it's amazing for BF and just more or less kind of our internal group. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, what about you? I mean, especially uh, with this podcast, I'm sure you're able to, uh, that's being, that's awesome that you just be able to kind of give people a call and just have a long, long form conversation with them, you know? I, I tell you uh, what, it's, it's an excuse to get to reconnect with some of these people like you know, talking to Samson, talking to Kessler, yeah. talking to Garvin. It's been, I look forward to these conversations so much and like just picking yeah. your brain and like kind of figuring out because I, yeah. I, I went through so much of this shit myself internally and then never having anyone to kind of ask me these questions. Yeah. And all of a sudden the wife that I married, you know, she loves talking to me and, you know, picking my brain about stuff. And one day we were sitting on the couch and we were like, man, this could be like an interesting podcast. And what happened was, is I had back to back. It was like kismet. Like I had two younger athletes that were both kind of approaching the end of their career, hit me up separately and asked me for help. And I was like, I, you know, no one hits me up. Like I was, I was not a very good player in college. Like I was okay, but I got banged up. I was in and out. Like I, I, you know, my career was like a fart in the wind kind of, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So for someone to hit me up, it was yeah. like, damn, maybe I do have something to kind of offer <clears throat> back to that community that held so much of my heart. And like, like I have such yeah. a passion to kind of, you know, reconnect and, and hopefully, you know, if, if a couple of people end up hearing this and, and can get something out of it, it would be, That's you know, it would be itself. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, as, yeah. like you said, it like, is interesting. 
Yeah. No, it ahead. is interesting when you're in like when you're in the when you're in the the system. I mean, there is yeah, I don't know if it's just not having like really any real world perspective and then you just kind of been in the game so long, but yeah, there's a stark um yeah, realization when it's over like that you're going into the real world and it's just kind of the starting point is it's kind of hard to, it's hard to find and being able to have somebody that could give you um, any suggestions. I mean, that's yeah, very impactful. You know? I knew I didn't have all the answers too, because I'm still oh, yeah. a lot of this stuff myself, like, yeah. you know, yeah. asking questions that I want to know. I, I feel like if, if I can, can reach out to, to people that have gone through the same experience, then, you know, some of the advice that you've given me, you know, someone else hears it and then just kind of compile that. And, you know, people yeah. want to are interested and want to listen and get some answers on some of this stuff. Then, yeah. cool. Yeah. But, and in retrospect, is there anything you would have done? I mean, as far as preparation wise, what would you have done? Would you have done anything differently or would you, would, oh you, my would, God. You, would you add it? Uh, so he's flipping the microphone on me. Everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as in retrospect, what would I have done different as a player you're asking? Like, yeah, in, just as far as like your preparation, as far as preparation, getting yourself ready for a potential career outside of in the, the professional space. I think, so I think for me, a big part of, of what you said is, you know, ties into my own core beliefs of what I think, you know, obviously I don't know all the answers, but I think one of the biggest things is having the ability to step outside of your comfort zone and, yeah. you know, expose yourself to these new things. Like I've grown so much as a person in my career, in my physical life, in my own spiritual mm -hmm. life. Like there's so much growth that's happened for me and it's always right behind that veil and i talk about it a lot on this podcast i know this is kind of a recurring theme is that fear that yeah. it seems like it's this iron curtain in front of you but as soon yeah. as you lift it you realize that that fear is just resistance that is between you and getting to where you want to go if you feel like some yeah. serious like onset of fear when you think about doing something like this podcast scared the shit out of me like, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, dude, getting on a mic and being able to talk and recording and stuff and yeah. you know, trying to, I've never interviewed people before. I've never even interviewed someone yeah. for a job. Like I've always been on the other side of that. So, you know, for me walking through that fear now, it's like every time I record a podcast, like I'm still afraid. I, I've known you for the better yeah. part of 15 years, half my life. Yeah. And even coming on here and talking, I get the, the butterflies and stuff. I get a little nervous yeah. and stuff. And then as soon as it yeah. happens, it's like, damn, like this is so fun. And like, you know, trying, mm -hmm. I, I found my spark a while ago when I kind of got into teaching, like my first yeah. teaching job was in middle school. I found something that I vibed with really well and it was helping people. I, yeah. I can, you know, you know how you like, you start something and it, like the passion for it kind of withers out and it's like, oh man, like on to the next thing. Yeah. The thing that's never withered for me was I love helping people. I love yeah. educating, enlightening people I, that, that could keep me going when I have nothing else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like my thing. And I, I, I lean on that and I've been trying 
I also kind of got this entrepreneurial thing that I like yeah. doing. Like I, I like yeah. trying new businesses and <clears throat> seeing, seeing what works. Yeah. And then, you know, I've always kind of heard that, you know, if you're going to get into business, you should do something that, you know, you, you enjoy yeah. that you're passionate about and, and helping people. And then, I don't know. I know I answered like 10 different questions that you didn't ask. <laughs> no, I mean, identifying a purpose. I mean, that is huge. I mean, the fact that you've been able to do it relatively yeah. young, I mean, that's massive. I mean, I think that in itself provides you some direction, but I mean, just in what you said, I mean, you went out and you experienced a lot of different things and every time you doesn't have to be correct, but it moves you closer and closer or eventually, you yeah. know, you're going to hit it right on the head. You know? Yeah. And so. I think, I don't know, man. I, I know it's kind of early to speak. I've only done a couple of these interviews, but I think I might have hit something on the head within my own self to where I just, I, I dig this, man. I really dig it. Yeah. And like yeah. you know, moving forward with it, you know, the dream, you know, want to put it out in the universe is one day, you know, kind of have my own studio and, and be able to yeah. get people in person to do this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah that, that'd, that'd be really be, cool. I'm sure there's a space, man. I would have loved like, uh, I mean, just like I was just like looking at like my like transition out of like college and trying to find like kind of trying to like weed my way through kind of how to get a job and how to how that's done. I mean, what career, what industry? And I mean, it's it's, it's a huge like it's a huge thing when you look at it right out of kind of the, the college level. But I mean, if I would have had somebody been able to listen to a podcast and somebody mentioned they were in sales and you know, that was something I could go down a quarter on and, you know, like, they, yeah, I'm sure there's a space for it, you know, and all like, not yeah. even essence, like, you know, grand essence us, like, I mean, football, but sure. Softball, soccer. Yeah. Um, really any know. athlete. Yeah. Any athletic yeah. endeavor. Any, yeah. It's... Anybody who's spent a ton of time on one focus on such on one activity for so long. The, the research that I, that is, uh, and it's very, the research is very, very limited in this athletic transition into retirement, very limited. And it seems like yeah. the only couple of countries that are really doing it are like, you know, New Zealand had something, Australia, yeah. uh, UK, you know, they're all doing something, but there's really not a whole lot of research being done in the United States. And so, you know, kind of not really doing anything like, you know, I always think, you know, research is supposed to be so like cut and dry, but even doing this, like getting a, yeah. a you know, a grouping of, of so many interviews. Now it's like, if, if a young athlete wants to, you know, Hey, I'm a football player and, and I want to get into sales or just interested in politics or whatever, I'm going to go listen yeah. to Andrew Ketchell on that podcast yeah. and, and hear yeah. how he did it. And now it's like, you know, like you said, you kind of start connecting yeah. the dots and, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it's not something I want to do. And but now yeah. I know, you know, being able to learn from somebody else's experience rather than having to do it yourself. I mean, what a right. huge like if you can do that in life, you know, I'm at, yeah, that's what I always thought, too, is like when when you kind of enter the void on your own and you're trying to to build all of this knowledge by yourself, it takes years, years yeah. of, of learning yeah. and, and, you know, failing and coming back up and then all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But if if like there's a reason that people write textbooks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's compiled yeah. knowledge over hundreds of years, thousands of years sometimes 
that yeah. you know, this guy dedicated his life to continuing research on, on DNA and, and atoms and, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Whereas like, if you had to start from ground zero today and figure out DNA, yeah. 40, 50 years of your life, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. it's gone. But why not, yeah. why not use the knowledge that other people have acquired to kind of yeah. educate, you know, people. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's, it. That's kind of, half of it is, yeah, it goes back to just kind of identifying, identifying somebody who, identifying somebody that has a career or a kind of a lifestyle that you would want to replicate it and see how they've done it and, you yeah. know, follow that path that starts you off and, you know, just, yeah, that'll point you in the right direction and then you can kind of follow it from there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's kind of how I got around to doing all this stuff. Um, yeah. So... Uh, another kind of question I was interested in asking, and I've asked everyone else about this, and it's kind of a two-part question. The first part of the question is, what kind of support, if any, did you get from your school in that transition from being an athlete to the real world? Like, you know, either uh, career education, learn how to write a resume, stuff like that. Like, what kind of did you get any career help, psychological help, anything like that? No, um, <laughs> no, that's, I don't that's really, not the bash I don't really right. remember. No, no, not at all. Right. No. Um, uh, no, as far as career advice, man, there was nothing. I mean, unless there was, I mean, obviously you have the resources at USF itself that I definitely did not take probably full advantage of. Right. Um, Me neither. Yeah. But as far as the kind of within the athletic system, I mean, I don't remember anything. You know, right. Um, no, I don't remember ever having a discussion with any really coach or, uh, yeah, anybody within the athletic department kind of about a kind of a future potential kind of career. Um, I mean, as far as resources, I mean, um, and resume, nothing, nothing pertaining really to like kind of like the career development. And I don't think that was anything nothing that, that stuck really, out. Yeah. Nothing that stuck out. But as far as like supportive, as far as like academics, I think there was all of the, the opportunities for that. I mean, yeah. And especially going through like my met, like going through my program, if I ever needed a, a tutor or, or any help, I mean, it was very quickly accessible. So um, yeah. as far as academic wise, I don't think there was really any excuses career wise, I mean, it just was never, I guess it was maybe never on my, my target list or it was just, wasn't easily, definitely not easily accessible. So what about like psychological, like trying to, cause what, what I'm learning is everyone kind of goes through that period, whether no matter how much you planned it out, the day that football or sports ends for you, there's like yeah. a psychological period where you got to come to terms with the death yeah. of that former self. And, yeah. you know, just like any death, there's a mourning process, there's a, a rebuilding process. So yeah. did you get any like psychological help throughout that period? Or was it, you had to find it yourself like everyone yeah, it else was, did? It was find it yourself. And yeah, just like, yeah, there was no, yeah, no psychological help. And you know, if I, and I mean, I think the, the thing for me in recreating myself was, I mean, I mean it was easy for me where I just won't, part of me was like focused on getting healthy, like kind of readapting myself for a, uh, <laughs> for, for like the, for the professional world, you know, like right. drop the football weight, cut the hair, 
kind of tried to like, and in that self, I mean, in that sense, I mean, it was kind of almost like in a form of kind of letting, shedding, <laughs> shedding it, you know, know that's, that's funny, yourself. That's real though. Like, yeah. 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 And then you know, like saying that, I mean, it sounds like silly, but I mean, I, I'm not, but I'm, I, I'm out there still doing like after football, I'm, I'm more amped right now to go run sprints and <laughs> get yes. healthy than I was before. So I'm kind of out there by myself, kind of trying to make it hard and kind of build that mentality. So that was kind of the way I kind of, I mean, almost in a way kind of like reinvented yourself, but kind of like that was kind of important for me. But as you say, the like psychological help, I mean, if there was any, if I had like any, uh, an area like, that would further that could help players so much would be if there was like a serious conversation and if I could have had I think a serious conversation about your mental game you know in college if that could have been a discussion or if somebody would be able to kind of break through to me on that level I think that was where that's where the biggest impact could have been made I mean just from playing but also kind of just molding kind of molding your kind of psychological state a little bit better preparing you you a little bit for it yeah Yeah. that was actually that was the second part of this question is if you knowing what you know now if you could i guess if if like if you could implement something into this system that you think would be really impactful what what would it be like as far as like making that transition, I know you, you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, like some psychological, maybe, um, talking to somebody, maybe like a professional or something like that, or, or like a, like a really, like, I don't know, multiple phase, like, uh, exit interview type strategy, you know, you yeah. kind of get what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. what, what would yeah. you I mean, having about? a, like having a mentor or somebody kind mm. of, having a mentor would be awesome. You know, I mean, I think that would be very impactful, but I think just having, um, just having the, the converse, having like a forced conversation with somebody, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Having a forced conversation with somebody and kind of getting and being able to kind of, kind of spill your thoughts and kind of get some realistic feedback, I think would have could be important uh, or would have, yeah been helpful kind of bringing that conversation to light but uh, you look back you would almost have to have a separate entity or like a kind of a uh, another entity of the football program that was kind of for like a separate program after the kind of after the collegiate I don't see how you could really do it I mean I guess you could potentially do it like during like the process like the senior year like people who are realistic or planned already not pursue a career in the NFL, they can go into That's this so program tough, and start though. finding, you know, it, it is, it is tough. So I, it's like, it's like a nobody wants sword. to hear that. Yeah. Nobody wants nobody. to hear, Hey, your career's coming to an end. It's like, no, the hell it's not like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep fully like, dialed in. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, hard. Yeah. It, it would be hard, but, uh, yeah, again, yeah. Having like a mentor or somebody, or just having somebody that you can, again, kind of see who's done it and that kind of registers in your mind. Um, hmm. And then again, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to answer. I'm not sure what could have or what 
protocols or processes you could or programs you can put in place to help somebody with that? Yeah, I know what that's kind your, of a, a tough question. I think uh, um, if you're if you're asking me like what I thought, yeah. I would agree with you that a big part of the the psychological game is where it's gonna where the transition is mainly uh, almost a hundred percent where it's like you know prepare yourself but then i mean it's it's so crazy because it's tough like you 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 have a hard time putting your thumb on it just like i do to where what kind of system would be in place like it because it's you're when you're playing football and you're focused on it and whether you want to go professional or not, if I'm, if I'm still an athlete, you haven't gone through that death of your old self yet. You yeah. don't know. How can someone explain the afterlife of, no. of playing the, the, the real life game to you if you've never had to deal with that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So I think what you said, with, you said with a mentor, would you ever be interested in like mentoring like a younger player, even if it's like a phone call like every other week or like just yeah. kind of hitting somebody up, like I think yeah. if there was that, a space, if there a was a cool place little... for it, yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was like an easy, uh, no, I think it would be like beneficial to it. I mean, especially even just having like if somebody was fresh out, somebody gave you a call and kind of got your perspective on like, uh, I mean, what's like what career are you doing? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What is good, bad, pros, cons, and kind of what would be your suggestions for somebody wanting to get into the space, but um, I think, yeah, that kind of stuff is, is definitely beneficial. You know, the more kind of feedback that you can get from somebody that just provides you that much more direction. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's so definitely, it's such a, uh, I mean, it is a necessary, I mean, it is in essence, and it's a, such a trans, it's a, it's a, such a transition that, and it's a, such a, yeah, you, it's a hard transition, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, so with that being said, if you could go back and talk to yourself in college, uh, I would say like, go back to your, like the beginning or your senior year or the end of your senior year, when you're about to go through that transition into the yeah. real world, what would you, what kind of advice would you go back and give yourself in, to be able to kind of, you know, better handle the situation mm-hmm. or, or the transition in your opinion, what kind of advice would you give the 22 year old Luke? Um, 22 year old Luke, I would, uh, definitely be, I mean, I think again, the mental game and just being kind of, I think being confident in what you've accomplished and knowing that everything you've learned from the game has a direct carryover to the regular world and I, the skills and kind of the disciplines that you've learned can be applied to new things. And mm. it's kind of rely on the basics and experience as much as possible. You know, don't yeah. matter where you go, uh, where you start, but as long as you're doing something, you're winning. And as yeah. long as you're doing it at a high effort, you're winning, you know, and you're just the, eventually it's just all going to build. Um, and then, um, yeah, that would be my, that would be my primary recommendation and just kind of remembering that. Um, I, I can't think, I mean, other than 
trying to find different different mentors, different uh, people that you can talk to, kind of get their feedback. But especially coming out, I mean, I'm speaking to to, to who I was and right. in my experience level, and and for me, I just needed to get out there and just start. And it didn't matter where; it just needed to be putting in my work every day. And yep. I think that was I knew that would in the grand essence take care of itself. So yeah, brilliant know. man. I dig yeah. that. That's kind of that's kind of the same advice I would probably give myself is just kind of work, understand where that fear is coming from, that fear of yeah. like the the new stuff you're kind of going into and just being like, yeah. hey, just just like football, like you're afraid on that Tuesday when you know it's full pass yeah. day. Then when you cross yeah, that line, that fear turns into aggression and it's yeah. Like, yeah. utilize that, you know, utilize yeah. that in your yeah. life. Like turn yeah. like use that fear to kind of push you forward in the in the new because when you're going to be i feel like when you're when you're planning on being successful and that's what you really want in your life fear yeah. is always going to be that resistance to your dream always 100%. like it's always going to try and prevent you from it so the far the farther you push into it even if you yeah. fail you mess up some shit like it is what it is like it's it always is what it is everybody mistakes. makes mistakes yeah learning your mental game yeah, learning yeah. and building. You can't can't have yeah. that black and white perspective in the real world of yeah. it's either a hundred percent win or it's a hundred percent lose. It's really yeah. you know, it's, a, it's somewhere in between all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So but no, it's like yeah, the carryover is the carryover is huge. But yeah, not uh just focusing on the big picture, not getting lost in the the little things and you know, it eventually, and it builds and builds and builds and, you know, those habits become, I mean, ingrained in you. And, you know, if you make it a habit of coming in every day, put it into work and this is just what I do, then it makes it that much simpler for you and it kind of builds into your, kind of your psyche. Yeah. yeah. So as we kind of wrap this thing up, uh, is for the last question, is there anything else that you would like to add? that I may have missed in regards to retirement or anything? Is there anything else that you wanted to throw out there? You got any, any plugs or anything? Um, By no my plugs, shit. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By my shit. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely. Uh, um, no, definitely. Um, great being able to catch up with you. And kind of speak of the old times and um yeah it's just the the opportunity to kind of play at a high level and play in that program and be able to kind of do that for part of i mean do that for some years and then kind of there's some pros and cons to it. i mean put it into sleep but then just i mean just realizing being comfortable with that this was kind of part of your life and and that you're building and that you're going to continue to grow. And that was just a chapter and you're on to a new chapter. And um, I think it's just kind of important to, to remember that. And uh, um, yeah, just to focus on learning and getting better. And that'll kind of, in a sense, take care of everything. So, very cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate. Cat. I really appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you so much for for supporting all this and and giving me some time on a 
on a Saturday when you could be off mountain biking and doing backflips and all that. Kind of shit. We're on, we're on, we're on quarantine here. This is the, this oh, is the best right. option. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah no, I pre- lock everyone down. <laughs> lock it in. Yeah. This is like perfect time to be, uh, you know, I think what you're doing is awesome. Being able to rekindle with everybody as well. And then, I mean, you couldn't pick the a perfect time to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would be lying if I said that I planned this, but the way that it's worked out has been yeah. has been incredible, man. Hopefully, you know, obviously you want everyone to stay healthy and eventually lift this quarantine, but you yeah. know, it's that would be bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> bad for business. <laughs> oh man. Well, That's hey, hilarious. take care, brother man. Thank you so much for for taking the time to do this with me. For sure, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Peace, brother. See you, dude. Thank you all again for tuning in this episode of the podcast. Thank you to my guest, Luke, for giving us all some great insight into his journey. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show and join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. That's it for this one. And until next time, go do something good for someone. Peace.